Maybe that's why things have been bothering you so much. They're drugging me. Who is? Connor and Jen. They think they can control me, but no one can. I spill their fucking tea down the drain. Drop it. Duncan and both come correct. Ultimate plan. My ultimate plan is always just to talk people into eventually agreeing with me <laughs> on everything. And on that note, welcome to another episode. Yes. <laughs> of uh, Duncan and Bo come correct. Uh, this season has been this year. This year, year Bo <laughs> has been Duncan and Bo slash fiction. Um, uh, it's not over yet. It is it's got a whole other season. <laughs> we, yeah, but uh, this or, one's supposed don't to be even better. Don't even with it. Uh, yeah, ah, fucking like anything's better compared to this. <laughs> So, uh, thanks for joining us on a, uh, a, a brisk, here at least, it's a brisk uh, morning just before Christmas. Duncan, of course, is has doffed his Santa hat. I'm already on the booze. So. Oh, well played, <laughs> sir. I'm, uh, oh. I Irished up this coffee. Good man. Mm. I like where this is going. It's nothing to do with the the Let me <laughs> the all right, that this, we have. This, speaking about this fucking show that we're we're medicating ourselves early. This will not play at all on uh the audio version. But so mm -hmm. the coffee mug I have, if you can see, Duncan, hang on, I'm gonna. Yes, there's it. a Santa on it. I saw Santa. The, it is the. Oh, it's, it's all boys. It, yeah, it's it's uh me as Sasquatch and me and Brandy as Santa and Mrs. Claus. Uh, and uh, all my coffee mugs. So yeah, international man of mystery. That's you, Bo Ransdell. A man of disguises, many disguises. <laughs> Who is he today? Oh, he's a Sasquatch. Soon um, <laughs> I'll be the turtle. <laughs> so anyway, we've got to get to business because there is, uh, as you put it, a hard out. Which yes, is I'm good. a hard out at five today. Like otherwise, we will be here dissecting the the everything that's wrong with this tv show I, yeah. I just don't have the, i just don't have the energy anymore Bo. I yeah i like that we're on a time limit because it, it forces us to kind of get in and get out on this mm. guy yeah also yeah. we were saying off air this is technically your last recording of the year and yours and this is yeah. also yeah technically my last recording of the year as well so this is the last last bit of business we have to do before we get fully festive and by that i mean fully naked naked and intoxicated that is <laughs> that's my christmas so that's my tattoo yeah so just I'm, above my penis yeah and i'm kind of in a different place like i'm i'm recording this from my upstairs office today uh -huh. so, so i can keep an eye on my dog and oh yeah you got you got a pupper i got a dog yeah he's not a puppy this, this dog is five years old his yeah, his p-u-p-p-e-h puppy uh, um, he is his primary functions are sleeping and farting. Yeah, and he's great at both. Excellent, and that's all you need, man. Yeah, no, he's he's great, but I'm you know again just keeping an eye on him because this is I've I've only had him for like a week yesterday, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> so it's that all right. So I've told this story elsewhere, but I'll tell it to you real fast. So, um. I, I've, you know, wanted a dog for a long time because it's been years since I've had one. And I love dogs. I'm a, I, mm -hmm. like, I, I've got two cats, but I'm a really a dog person at heart. And I, but mostly it was because I was commuting all the time and didn't have time for a dog, that kind of thing. And so, you know, with the pandemic and my work changed, so I mostly work from home. 
have mm-hmm. the opportunity to get a dog, but I just haven't because I was like, ah, I got an old cat and let's let her live out her life uh, in relative peace. Uh, but then uh, my, my lovely girlfriend, Brandy, uh, decided like she wanted to get a dog. And I was like, great, I don't have to get a dog then. Yeah. <laughs> and uh but then she discovered two dogs. Uh their owner had had passed away not so long ago. Um they were, you know, they grew up together. They were kenneled mm-hmm. together at the shelter even. And so she was like, "Hey, how about I get one, you get the other?" And then, you know, when when I come over, or she comes over here or whatever, that we can bring the dogs and they get along and all that stuff and Nice. Um so yeah, so that's how it shook out. And uh, so Johnson is now the official mascot. That's his name. Came with the name. And uh, he is. He I is, know what that means in America as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's why. Although I'm telling you, this guy's kind of packing. Every now and again, I'll look at it like I'm like, man, I don't know if you've got a big dick for a dog or I just have not been around enough dogs. <laughs> Where I'm like, that's just an average size dick, but he seems to, like he's he's yeah. neutered or he's you know he's fixed. He he can't yeah. he's shooting blanks and whatnot, but kind of kind of a package. <laughs> and uh, but he's uh, again just an absolute sweetheart. He like he's been great with the the cats and all that stuff. They have been less enthused. Cats uh, can be like that, but you'll be fine. Yeah, right. But uh, he's totally fine. So, uh, but I'm keeping an eye so that he does not, you know chew anything up or shit uh, <laughs> um, which he has not done he has been yeah. really good like i it, it, it's been a real if he's at five years old a lot of those bad habits are gone unless they're you know there to stay if you know what i mean so he should be all right yeah no he's been he he's just been a a, a real treat to have around he's a great dog nice um, uh, i want to say happy holidays to alan who posted happy holidays gent so Hopefully, hopefully things are well where you are in Canada, and um, yeah, we hope you enjoy the misery that we're about to go through on this episode. Oh, Canada! <laughs> I did this hail for you, Alan. native land. I think that's the words. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It, like, I'm I'm still trying to work out exactly how we ended up here. I want to see this was still your idea. This um, season was my idea. Clearly, this season, you no, know, skip it. Slasher, no, Slasher was, look, I'm not taking the full blame for this. Slasher was both of our idea, because I said I had watched the first episode and it was garbage, and then you watched it and you were like, we ought to do this. Yeah, it sounds like something I would say. And that's what led us down this dark path. But before we get into that, let's talk about some movies we've watched, good and bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll tell you what, let me start with a good. Yeah, go for it. Because it's a movie that you've recommended to me, and I loved it. Let's do it together then. And that movie is My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To. How fucking good is that movie, by the way? Um, that is what a wonderful movie. What a yeah. wonderful film. Uh, much like uh, the, the comparison I've been making is to something like Relic, where... Oh, yeah, that's good. It is largely a drama about here's what it does to a family when you're caring for a sick relative. Yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think Patrick Fugit is so good in that movie. He, mm-hmm. it, like it's it's just heartbreaking. Here's the other thing that's great about my heart can't beat unless you tell it to. Other than the, the title, which is a good title, mm-hmm. um, that that movie is under ninety minutes long. Yeah, 
it gets in, it makes its point. It, it, it's not like super fast paced, but like who cares because you're only in it for under 90 minutes and it does Mm -hmm. what it does. And at the end of the movie, I was like, that was, it, it almost has a, uh, 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 the graduate kind of ending where you're like, Oh, good for him. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like his life is still kind of fucked. Um, yeah, like I, I compared it like to me, I had the the, the kind of tautness of storytelling of the battery. You know, yeah, super 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 cheap movie. Um, gets in like you say, and knows and knows exactly what it can do with its budget, and knows exactly how long it needs to be on the screen. Um, has great casting at its core, and that's all you need. Turns so, out, yeah, you you have yeah. a good script, good performances, and and a pacing that lets you say everything you want to say mm-hmm. through the course of this movie and then you bounce and, and that's it and that's it and it but it was it was so affecting like ever since i saw it uh last week i have been just fixated on it like i, I think about the movie a lot and it's, great, it's really, it's really, really good yeah i mean they, yeah. Like I'm, I'm doing that end of the year. Like, let me, let me catch the movies that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, yeah and that yeah, was yeah. one that was like, oh shit, this just rocketed to the top of my list. <laughs> that's, that's like it's one of those ones. I like doing that as well, but I also like I don't like doing it where the point where you're like, my list is looking pretty good, and then you watch like one or two movies right at the end of the year, and like my list is fucked. Um, I mean, why do I even bother making these lists? Because they just get ruined at the end of the year. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, it's, it's a great movie. It's it's, it's kind of something kind of special, though. It, it yeah, very I, much so. I will counter with um, uh, another movie that's in a similar genre, a similar runtime. Even though they've recently discovered a almost three-hour cut of the movie uh, for doing the nasty, I rewatched Martin by George A. Romero. Um, I, yeah, I talked to Mark just the other night, as a matter of fact, and uh-huh. uh, he he talked about how Martin. Uh, did not belong on the same show as Hellscape or whatever the movie was. <laughs> Hell Prison. Hell Prison, right. Which is just like, Hell Prison is just porn. Like, and there's no getting around that. It is 100% smut uh, distributed by Trauma in 1980. And um, it is essentially it's a woman in prison movie, but set in the Amazon or some shit like that. Some, some tedious link to that. And it is every second frame is naked women washing themselves in showers. Sure. And then every scene out with that is the guards either doing something to a woman or a woman doing something to a guard. Um, until the last like ten minutes when it's like we should really like maybe maybe they should escape. Oh yeah, we should do an escape plot, right? Let's put that in at the last ten minutes and then they do that. Should there the be a plot? It, oh yeah, 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 Jim. There should be a plot. Well, what I didn't know and I found out as part of the, because I was clipping, um, if you've never seen the Video Nasty documentary, I highly recommend it. There's two documentaries um, and one covers the section one and two and the other one covers the section three list. The one that covers the section three list is, is a, a delight to watch because you get these talking heads introducing the trailers to all the movies, all these film uh, historians, critics, etc. And um, it was a, a, like a, a doctor, like some woman or something was introducing Hell Prison and she was talking about like how it does actually have a political message. And I was like, that's stretching things. Um, <laughs> but what I didn't know is um, it was recut by Charles Band in 1985 as a movie called, I think it's Savage Island, which stars Linda Blair. Yeah, I was wondering, that sounded familiar. Maybe that's why. So Linda Blair's apparently only in it for like about 
three minutes or something. Yeah. And um, it's like she's the, she manages, she's a character that escapes the prison. So she wreaks her vengeance with a gun and like an action movie at the end sort of thing uh, for those three minutes. But what she said to Charles, and this is, this is the innocence of the 1980s and people not know what Charles Band is actually like. She asked at the time when they were shooting the shots of her that she not be used in any way to promote the movie because she's only in it for a couple of minutes and she's literally all over the fucking posters. Oh, sure. <laughs> Linda Blair stars in Savage Island. Yeah. yeah. Like, but she's, she's, it's Linda Blair. It's a, a, a drawing of her, right? So it's like someone's done like a, like a, a cartoon drawing mm-hmm. of her. Um, and basically like a thong with a bazooka. <laughs> Right, but that's you know why not like and for a penny and for a pound, right. so like yeah. So Martin was the one that I, I really wanted to talk about. So that one is now it was supposed to be getting its 4K UHD release next year from Second Sight, and now um, Second Sight have come out and said, "Listen, we're currently actively investigating this three-hour black and white cut that George Romero wanted to do originally for the movie." So it's been unearthed somewhere. So they are now trying to acquire that so they can put it out on the release, which will probably delay everything about a year. But Martin is a... I mean, it's a super fucking good movie. It's like it, it's an effortlessly good movie. Um, it just It's very, very, very smart. It's well ahead of its time. It's got a really interesting commentary on, on kind of mental health and, you know, specifically the idea of well this is the 70s is kind of not cool to do you know christopher lee is dracula anymore we need to do something different so that kind of retelling works surprisingly well and yeah and then i, I blew mark's mind because mark didn't know that in italy dario argento uh recut the movie um and released it as a lot of people don't know this it must it must be those in the uk that know this um released it as and i shit you know what the name of the movie was Vampire. Uh, well, it, better than like you know the disco vampire or something. But vampire. But vampire. you know what? Is, is, so he's he recut the movie to make more linear sense to him, um, and the whole movie was scored by Goblin. No shit. I'd yeah, be Goblin, interested to hear that score. Rescored the whole fucking thing. Got Goblin to rescore the whole movie. Uh, recut it all in and released only in Italy under the title Vampire. Which is just before the, you know, started their partnership for Dawn of the Dead, um, which Argento was heavily involved with as well. So sure, um, yeah, that that yeah. I knew. So, I didn't yeah. know the I didn't know the Martin thing though. That yeah, must have yeah, been yeah. on like BBC News, and it just never made it anywhere else. <laughs> I know the the original Arrow release of Martin, which was the I think it's still to this day the only proper like dvd release of martin because of all the rights issues and the you know the, the the producer that owns the rights um it came with the argento cut on it which i've seen so um i think that's why i know about because you can only get that in the uk so uh, but yeah that was my good what's right. your bad boy my bad uh th- all right so this isn't really bad but i want to talk about it because it's something that we briefly discussed my so my bad again this is a bad with an asterisk this is actually a good movie but um last night i watched come true Mm -hmm. and i loved everything about that movie except for the last like 40 seconds really yeah and i was like oh fuck that's not where i wanted this to land i love the ending the ending reminded me of possessor 
yeah, yeah, but I, like I can't really complain about the movie properly without spoiling it, and I don't want to yeah. do that because I I I just have a a problem with a movie that's like, oh, you can discount large portions of this movie. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and but that being said, like that was the the real like sinking feeling I had at the end of it, and it. Mm. But I like I'm. It didn't totally ruin the movie for me. I think Go the ahead. ending kind of sucks. But, um, it, it like if John Carpenter, David Cronenberg, and Nicholas Winding Refn had a crazy baby, <laughs> it would kind of become true. Yeah, yeah. And and I really dug. Uh, like I was messaging yeah, Duncan messaging as I was watching the movie. Night, like, yeah, this fucking movie is amazing. And I, I loved it up until the ending, uh, which Aww. which kind of dragged it down a little bit for me. Because while I was while I was messaging you, I was like, you know, and you were like, this could be top three for me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. And yeah. then I hit the ending. I was like, oh, well, OK, this is not top three. <laughs> it's um, still top three for me. I, I think I really like the ending. I really like the ending. But I don't mind movies that dabble in... I don't I, without spoiling things. I don't mind movies that dabble in an idea of you thought you were watching one thing, but actually it meant something else. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It, um, yeah, so I, don't, I don't mind that. I, but at the same time, I can totally see if you were invested in one part of the story and then at the end it's like that. Well, that's not the bit that was interesting. It was this bit. You were like, well, no, that's not right. It was this bit that was interesting. No, the bit that was interesting was the interesting bit. Yeah. Now that's the bit that you're telling me is not, I don't need to worry yeah, about Yeah, you're that. telling um, me that's all bullshit. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, can, I get that. I yeah. do get that. I do get that. But there were moments where I was like, this feels like a weird riff on Prince of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. There, there were some heavy vibes of that. There's that great, um, I almost said dream sequence, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> but there's that great moment where like the the girl is seeing the dream of the guy and, yeah. and there's the great score happening behind it. And it was like, man, this movie just rocks. And yeah. and I still feel that much of and like the um I presume a lot of it was model work of of the no dream idea. sequence stuff cuz I have it, no idea it's incredible though. Yeah, there like there are some moments where you are watching and that, that you know to kind of set it up the premise of the movie is that this young woman is having these terrible dreams and then you're kind of led into a sleep study where yeah. they are basically recording people's dreams. Yeah, to, a sleep study if it was the people in scanners. Right, yeah, like or the yeah. the institute from those early Cronenberg shorts or something. Yeah, because yeah. None, none of the technology makes sense, and it all it all looks it's like Lynch technology yeah. where you're looking at it going like that. No, what uh, dials and twisty things? No, this is modern time. What we're doing here? Yeah, it's, it's kind of right. Awesome. Uh, is it David Mitchell Green? Is that the guy who did it? Follows. Yes, and yeah, but and there are elements of that where there's a timelessness to some yeah. of that tech. Uh yeah, it yes, it like it has so many great qualities. I I think it's a terrific movie. I'm not crazy about the indie. I I do think it's a little <laughs> bit of a cheat. But there are so many other things about the movie that recommend it that I can still yeah. 
kind of full-throatedly say if you haven't seen come true you should watch come true because you may not have the same problem i have with the ending of it and if you don't it's gonna be one of the best movies you saw this year if you do it's gonna be like well it's one of the best (laughs) movies i saw this year up until the last minute um but there's just such like cool shit happening visually like the way that they represent kind of dreamscapes as you're kind of perpetually moving upstairs Mm -hmm. or through hallways or whatever but you're constantly in motion in these dreams all of that stuff i thought was really really interesting and it's got some creepy imagery like you know slight spoilers but it's really cool uh one one of the ideas of the movie is that when you get down to the core of things we all see the same sort of thing at the depths of our nightmares yeah and that part of it of like oh there is this common fear that we all have and is it a real thing like all of that stuff i found fascinating and that's Mm. why i i wasn't as crazy about the ending but i i loved all of that stuff it was really really interesting and yeah uh here in the states it's free on hulu so if you happen to be a subscriber to hulu you should check out come true and even if you're not it's worth the rental uh, to check that movie out because it, it's certainly one of the more interesting movies I've seen this year and and had a lot going for it. I just like I said, ending kind of, <laughs> eh. but uh, it, it's. Well, let me talk. Let me talk about a movie that you talked about months ago, oh, which please. is on my need to get around to watch for the end of year list. Blood Red Sky, or as I like to call it, what a long movie. <laughs> yeah, that's not great so long <laughs> it was like and yeah and i although i conversely i think the very end of that movie is really cool yeah but it just takes so long it, to it does get to it, it. the the whole movie feels like it it like all of it needs to be tightened up yeah it, to me it felt like uh a kind of a 40 minute like twilight zone short you know what I mean? It could be yeah. all done in that. Very, very, very easy. Very erudite. But then you get to to, to this and it's, it's just bloated. And this to me is the negative side of Netflix. Um, yeah. The, like we the dark before, side of Netflix. Yeah, the dark side of Netflix is that a, a positive that we've mentioned about certain directors, like a Mike Flanagan, for example, is Mike Flanagan wants to do 10 hours on Stephen King. Netflix is going to give him 10 hours to do in Stephen King. Mm-hmm. These guys want to do a like, surprisingly long movie about vampires in an airplane. And guess what? They get the time. And studios would have this tighter. Like, if this was released by a proper studio, this would be a tighter movie. But because it's on a streaming service and they know, like, people might check out, check in, they can hit pause, go away and do something or whatever. Um, as a result of that, it just plays different. And it, it, there's, there was, a, I, I just felt lethargic watching it. Um, and there's some cool imagery. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the effects are pretty cool. I like the premise of the story. And like you see, it, it concludes in a way which was like, that's kind of cool. But the journey to get there was just so long. Yeah, that um, that movie is two hours and one minute long, and it needs to be ninety one minutes. Yeah, no more than ninety one yeah. minutes. Like like <laughs> like ninety one minutes. We should still be saying they could have probably chopped five out. Of it. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 you know what I mean. It's just uh, incredible. But this is the negative side of st- like the kind of streaming. The streaming option for filmmakers is like Netflix doesn't really butt his nose in. So as a result. 
films can be longer and you get essentially directors there's a reason why certain directors cuts of movies are not worth watching <laughs> um, and this is kind of it when a, like a good studio and a good editor is there you get your tighter output so um, yeah it's not going to make my top list this year it's not going to make the bottom list either but it was just and you'd already warned me in advance so I kind of knew what I was getting when I went into it but um, like I said every now and again I don't want to live in a world where Bo Ryan still is right this time you were though cheers yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It happens more than you think. Um, Smug fuck. Look at him just shrugging <laughs> his shoulders. Eh? That guy. It's, you know. This guy, what? I'm a scamp. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the yeah. things you said, I, I agree with all that. It, it, it should have been. Like, if that movie were 90 minutes long, because it's got a pretty good villain, it's got a pretty yeah. good premise, the visuals are cool. But if yep. you had just tightened up all the all all that shit, it would have been so much more fun. Um, I just, yeah, I, like I say, I, I don't understand. Yeah, I just don't understand where that becomes a... Like, you watch a movie like From Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn is under an hour and 50, and it's essentially yeah. three movies. Right, yeah. Yeah, and... You know what I mean? Right. This is one movie, and it's two hours long, which yeah, it's, is just nuts. This movie is longer than Star Wars. Yes! And and <laughs> that movie builds an entire universe and launched a, a cinematic empire, and this movie uh, can't get that together. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's like that great, it's the great quote from, uh, I think it's from Mark Kermode, where he says, um, whenever he's critiquing a long movie as a negative, he always goes back to 2001 A Space Odyssey, where he's like that, and you know, in one hour and 20 minutes, uh, sorry, two hours and 20 minutes, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey takes you from the dawn of man to the dawn of a brand new existence so yeah. if any movie's longer than two hours and 20 minutes and it's all about one thing it's too long <laughs> so um yeah alan points out 2021 is the year of vampires in places you don't expect to find them yeah and, and blenders um yeah carpools although there should be a carpool vampire movie i would watch that islands uh, islands yes yes um Ooh, uh, no, they're always in coffins. That was a bad example. Yeah, um, the Bronx. <laughs> the, the, there was that vampire yeah. in the Bronx, but I, I did not watch. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't see that either. I heard it was okay. Um, yeah, but the what was the one with I... like dark teeth or whatever? The one with Megan Fox, night teeth. She, but like, yeah, it's like she's sold as being in that movie. She's in that movie less than two minutes. Oh, it's like Linda Blair in Savage Island. She all literally, over again. she's in it for t- she's in it for two minutes, and that movie is like a big, a big ball of nonsense. Um, so yeah, you're right. That's another Netflix special. So yeah, ne- I mean, it's hard to it's hard to complain about Netflix because they brought us Midnight Mass this year, and Midnight Mass well, was fucking amazing. I've still watch it. Oh, it's so good. You know what I'm like? I'll be next year and I'll eventually get into it. I'll be like, boy, you know what was really good? <laughs> you, you know what? Like, I told you, you son of a bitch. You know what the kids really ought to watch is Midnight Mass. <laughs> it's like, it, you'll have, have at least another project out by the time I get around to watching that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, he's going to have uh, a House of Usher is what he's doing. Yeah, next. and the casting for that looks incredible. And I would love, love to see him do some pole. I think he'd yeah. be great at it. And he said uh, that this is sort of like a greatest hits of Poe. It's not just strictly House of Usher that he's incorporating a Fame lot of that, man. Right, it's Fame like, that. Mike Flanagan, you just did the best piece of horror filmmaking I, I have seen this year. Mm-hmm. By all means, do whatever the fuck you want with Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, uh, you know, I'm not going to twist your arm about it too much, but like you're the only person you're hurting by watch not watching Midnight Mass I, I is know, yourself. I, it's so to, good. You know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I put out over 220 hours of podcasting this year only on podcasts under the stairs. That's not including Duncan and Bo or yeah, the Metal yeah. Epidemic or Opera Omnia or Doing the Nasty or Chronicle or Where to Begin With. That's not including any of that shit. I um, saw I saw I, Night Teeth, but I did not see Midnight Mass. Is what I'm hearing. Yes, I <laughs> I saw I saw Night Teeth because it was in my thirty one of October. All right, all right. Uh, not because I actively chose to watch. And Midnight Mass is how many hours? Uh, seven. Oh right, I could. <laughs> Sad that was longer than that. Right, yeah. <clears throat> right. I'll get watched. Listen, if we weren't watching Slasher, right. Yeah. I mean, I had to oh, fucking watch oh, blame now. me. Blame me. Fine. Fine. Whatever gets you through the night, Duncan. Um, yeah. <laughs> the last two fucking... Yeah. These last two episodes, I would much rather have been watching Midnight Mass. Yeah, well, so would I. I've, I've watched Midnight Mass like one and a half times now. Um, It's, it's so good. Anyway. Anyway. Speaking of the reason that good things can't happen to us... <laughs> it'll all be listen by april we will be finished yeah we will have seen you know this is one of those things like if i end up on one of them covid ventilators i'm gonna be (laughs) thinking i saw all of slasher and what the hell did i do with with my time oh man Uh, it's it's been it's been like the worst roller coaster (laughs) right it's like if a roller coaster only only had the mildest yeah, uh, like you, there's a lot of up, and then the dip is yeah. like you know ten feet. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about like um, I remember our complaints about like episode two of season one. They now feel so trivial compared to what I just sat through. Yeah, yeah, they uh, kind of feel like we were nitpicking a bit too much. And then you get to this, and you're like, oh no, this is objectively terrible. Whereas before, it was like, ah, eh, well, you know, right? It, yeah, the the first season felt like aaron martin really did have something to say and this is this <laughs> yeah. this is just him continuing to spin well, his well, wheels but our big one of our biggest gripes in season one was the terrible fake accent which now feels like a non-event by the time you get to here oh what i wouldn't <laughs> give for a bad accent duncan <laughs> to be sure to be sure uh you know what i mean <laughs> She's like, when we get to this, it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to do, we're going to roll for you guys the final two episodes of yeah. Slasher. And we're three. we're going to do this fast because we have exactly 90 minutes. Which is about the length of both episodes put together, so we yeah. can do this. But also, we tend to go longer <laughs> than the episodes. But anyway, all right, so le- the, the first episode, th- this will cover midnight to 3 a.m. is the yeah. first episode we're going to talk about. And it starts with Connor and Shadia back at her place. Yeah. Uh, just talking about the party and, and Shadia being like, 
you know, I was expecting that party to be a lot more drugs and fucking, and it didn't seem like that. And <laughs> and I was like, I know. Like, we've yeah, been like talking the, about this party for the whole last show. Year. Last yeah. year, that's all, all the flashbacks that we've seen has just been drugs and fucking. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, it'll get crazier later. I mean, we're not going to go back there or anything. So don't even worry about it on this show. Yeah, yeah it, it gets so crazy. Like, look, wait, wait till the moment where people just start eating each other. Yeah, I mean, it does happen. We don't need to. We're not going to show yet, though. It's. Dude. I think even the police officer at one point says, "You guys going back to the party?" And I was like, "Oh, what the illegal party that the police are supposed to be closing down?" It is nuts that so much of this show has revolved around this party that yeah. we we saw for what. 10 minutes for one episode and then just never see again f that you think of the production on that someone set a car on fire yeah (laughs) and we were there 10 minutes and then never again it's a great trick the devil of a pool yeah it's making you think the party was like a plot point it's not it's not what if you what if you try to kill the solstice party and you miss yeah um and just like and just like that it was gone so solstice party <laughs> solstice party <laughs> says the burn guy in the hospital um <laughs> <laughs> oh man you super cut of that <laughs> so anyway the the whole point of this is her being like hey i really like you in my apartment connor Maybe we should do the mildest of making out. And he's like, I'm totally down for that. But no, no, they're not allowed to. Because chap, chap, chap at the door. It's the popo. It's the 5-0. Yeah, it's it's the detective and the junior detective who are canvassing the building. Yeah. Um, and, and she's just there to remind us that, like, hey, we think there might be two killers. And, uh, you know, the guy yeah. we caught and somebody else. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, well, she she asked him, have you have you have you seen this boy? It's like, oh, it's John Connor. Um, no, she's like, have you seen have you seen this guy? And um, Sally's like, no, never seen him before. And then Connor's like, yeah, everywhere. I mean, he was at he was at the coffee shop and he was at the the school and he was at that. And I was like, oh, let's just not pretend he's not the fucking killer. Yeah, at the school and uh, yeah, he stared at my sister sometimes and it was kind of weird and. Um, uh, yeah, and he always had a Everywhere. knife and a mask. <laughs> like, like at the backpack with a druid mask in it. Like you said, I'm going to kill you, kids, and yeah. everyone in your building. Um, Just wait till next year. I'm going to murder you all. Yeah, I'm sure he had like like he had a tattoo that said, "I'm the killer." Um, right. He I'm wrote sure. that book called "If I Did It." <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> but like basically. Like he gives a like a massive exposition dump, and we're like, once again, if you live in a world where you don't think Connor's a killer, I can't see how at this point you'd be like that. Well, that seems a bit strange because yeah. the show's not shown any of this. So, and and we get a flashback on the heels of that where the te- detective is just getting shit a year ago about investigating death threats. This and- is her. This is her episode. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. And, and this is all the flashbacks involve her and Connor shouting at her. Yeah. Tell her how shitty a detective is. So the culmination of this episode makes sense, question mark. Yeah. And so after uh, he's he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw him talking to Noah and Emma Notberts. <laughs> and 
uh, and, and and the detective seems to be kind of convinced that like oh we got the right guy and w- after she takes off connor tells shadia like oh she was nowhere when kit died and when my mom set herself on fire but yeah. as soon as a white girl and a white teacher go missing they spring into action and shadia is like I mean, you're not wrong, but, <laughs> but <laughs> also you seem really intense right now. And he's like, I'm going to go get a shower. I'll catch up with you later, Shadia. And uh, so she or so he takes off to to clean uh, one presumes his soul. Yeah. Also, like it's, it's worth mentioning at this point, like Shadia has passed out as well at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She fell asleep uh, for a minute yeah. and then wakes she up. She fell too. asleep or... Maybe, uh, yeah, I'd have to go I back. I think the best bit of this whole season is uh, is crazy, rainy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she's fucking, uh, like she's the best. Like when she's like people at the doors going, "They're drugging me! They're drugging me!" <laughs> he closed the hey. door again. <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy and all, but they're fucking with me. <laughs> she's like, I pour my tea in the sink, and they don't know. Shh. Wink, wink. <laughs> and yeah, it, we'll get to that. You're right. That is the best part of any of these episodes is crazy Renee. Um, but back to the the pit where the asshole with two heads, Sheriff Dan and Angel, are yeah. screaming and pulling each other's faces apart. Yeah, believe it or not, like Angel comes off worse than this. <laughs> yeah, I, the way I put it was the Sheriff Dan gets the wishbone, you know. <laughs> Where his face is largely intact, it just has some extra face, and yeah. uh, and poor Angel gets uh gets part of his face ripped off. But I, like, I don't know. I'm no scientist, Duncan. I think we've established in the past that my medical training is largely based on movies and some stuff yeah. I made up. I believe that we used a a blanket term of suspect. Yes. <laughs> so. Uh, but I do think that, like, Angel being this fucked up by this face trauma that he has suffered. Oh, God. Yeah. Because he is just, like, in shock and useless for most of the, the rest of the yeah, episode. Yeah, like, we will get to it in the next episode where he, like, apparently just gives up and dies after an event, which is traumatizing, but would not kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. So this is where Sheriff Dan starts to make his turn. After he pulls off part of Angel's face. Yeah, he's after like, he mutilates the gay man, he, yeah. he kind of feels a bit, like, sorry for some of the stuff that he's done. And even at one point, jokes with Angel about, you know, I can't wait to get you to the bar. Imagine what the guys will say. Because that's what happens when two men walk into a bar. Everyone turns around and goes, they're fucking. I mean, it's I just so fucking... Uh, well, it yeah, he right, and he's trying to like provide comfort, yeah. But mostly, he's just like, we got found a way out of here. God damn it! I mean, <laughs> I gotta get this other half a face off my face, otherwise people won't know who I am. God damn it! Everybody, <laughs> he's fucking Hannibal Lecter's a bit in the face off the side of his leg. <laughs> Thank you, Officer Pembury. Yeah, that's um, like that, that's Pembury. God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> so. <laughs> but he finds so he's searching around the wall he finds a nail yeah 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 and he yeah he says he he went to uh some like uh getaway some camp for survivalists aka white nationalists yeah i'd like 100 percent an indoctrination camp yeah so. <laughs> right that like <laughs> right after he googled 
why why is it hard to be white <laughs> he got he got a flyer to this camp they were like you know what if you're googling these terms you're gonna love this camp yeah you're gonna love the proud boys welcome yeah uh, here's your badge <laughs> Um, we, we don't call ourselves proud boys anymore. It's just, uh, boys who feel good about themselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, but we yeah, wanted to call ourselves boys to men, but there's already something there that's a bit charged for us. So we didn't do it. Yeah. Also, we don't appreciate, uh, the way that, uh, they don't spell out two. <laughs> it's just the, the numerals, the Roman yeah, numerals. It's not and, cool. It's not cool. Uh, it's even though we agree, spot. it is so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's really the white nationalist motto is like what about back then um when there was l- less other the mud people you know yeah l- l- yeah l- less less other people that weren't me yeah right and things were just uh they were they were uh whiter back then you know yes. just a, a general whiteness about yeah, it's things. interesting it's, yeah it's interesting we say that and yet there was loads of world wars <laughs> loads and loads of world wars it's interesting that those world wars have kind of stopped whilst there has been mass migration it's almost as if we accept people from different places and don't necessarily want to kill them all yeah interesting how that happens i don't know Just a uh Al- alan refers to them as happy young lads uh also known as young fresh fellows yes um anyway Started by a canadian but i don't want to do shots fire but um, you know gavin mckinnis is a canadian so uh credit where it's due um yeah. <laughs> credit where it's due. so <laughs> so sheriff dan is like hey i'm gonna file down this nail god damn it and we're gonna get ourselves out of here because uh, i'm gonna pick a lock and angel's yeah. like whatever man my half my face is on yours and yeah. i am largely checked out of all of this Yes, I, I am so useless in the scene that what I'm going to do is feign falling asleep and coming to every other moment uh, to stop you doing the thing that you want to do to prolong us being in this room. Yeah, there there's a cutaway at one point where the junior detective is just checking around on the second floor and starts smelling something. He starts smelling the floor. He, yeah. starts, like, like, he starts like touching the floor and smell. We find out what this is later on. It's essentially bleach. Yeah. And but he's kind of banging on some doors and and sees like a suspicious looking stain and that kind of thing. And that all yeah, well, that no one's answering because everyone has been murdered. <laughs> the, the whole second floor is either fucking dead or glued together in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> and and speaking of, we get a, a moment down there with with uh, Angel and Sheriff Dan, where um, Sheriff Dan is like, "How come you always walk around so angry? Goddammit! I mean, I know why I'm mad." And it's because of all you people. But yeah. why, why are you angry? Are you mad at white people? And yeah. he's like, no, nah, I just, I, I kind of expect better of the people around me and the world and myself. Like, I'm just constantly dissatisfied because the world isn't what I think it ought to be. Yeah. And Sheriff Dan is like, well, wait a second, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's me yeah, too. That's, why, yeah. maybe we're not so different after all. You gay yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> Fucking pole smoking motherfucker. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's literally those moments where I'm like, I, I, and part of me is like, uh, the eyes roll on me. I'm like, maybe this is as good as it's, uh, maybe this is as good as Aaron Martin is ever going to get at trying to address the commonalities in us all. 
Oh, for sure. And and this is the point where they talk about like, well, when we get out of here, we're going to go to the bar. And they, they're having a yeah. big laugh about all of this. And we kind of float up with the laughter through the vent up to Shadia's apartment where yep. she is having a nightmare and wakes up and thinks she sees the druid in her place. But <laughs> surprise, surprise. It, it's she wakes up and she's like, she's like, no, no. <laughs> she's like throwing her pillow at, at like a, a bundle of jackets. Yeah, right. It's just like a shawl and, you know, her hijab like on a microphone stand or something and she's just like it it's one of those the most needless scares of slasher yeah. history where you're like well this doesn't foreshadow anything it doesn't no. it, it's just pay off anything it's not right. even scary so why is it here yeah it's terrible and so meanwhile jen aka killer number two finds connor aka oh, killer did, number like, one I by the way, like, not only were we right, we were fucking super right. So, like, credit where credit's due, we were, like, all three of these seasons, we've been on fucking fire. Um, early on, yeah. early doors, all three seasons. So, like, our Martin got shit on us. Right. We, in theory, we could be writing this, although it would be better <laughs> because it would be distinctly stupider. Um, but, yeah, so she... I don't think... You know, I just I love the idea of the casting notes where it's like that uh, character be, to be played by Wilford Brimley or Wilford Brimley adjacent. They're like, well, he's dead. And we're like, well, Wilford Brimley adjacent then. Find someone that looks like him and sounds like him. Like, right. bowl voice him then. God damn it. Right. You, like, we we can do uh, uh, Peter Cushing in, in that Star Wars movie, but we can't bring Wilford Brimley back digitally to star oh, in slasher oh, 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 oh a disney hologram will for Brimley. yeah well yeah just like they do we mustache twitches and stuff. yeah <laughs> just, yeah just like henry cavill and in, in man of steel or whatever or the batman v <laughs> superman movie right there's that, constantly... that thing that goes there's that thing that goes around like constantly about like Wilford Brimley and Paul Rudd are the same age right now that Wilford Brimley was when he was in Cocoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I look at the two of them like one of them definitely served in Korea and the other one was Paul Rudd. <laughs> right. One of them was swimming around in that cocoon pool. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Paul Rudd Paul Rudd's motto is never grow old, never gonna die. <laughs> it's unbelievable yeah. like brimley just looked that age forever yeah well yeah like when he was in the firm and stuff he looked like yeah. he was 70 years old and he was like <laughs> mid 50s and you're you like this is the guy you've hired to be your chief enforcer to chase people down look at him well but also what if you saw a brimley coming at you at oh, i shit my pants i shit my pants yeah, yeah you would 100 you, you would evacuate your bowels and then he'd be able to track you by the scent alone yeah, He's absolutely terrifying. He's absolutely <laughs> terrifying. Like Brimley, like what they should do is when they're like interrogating any murder suspect, Brimley should just sit in the corner quietly and twitch his mustache. Yeah, or, instant yeah. confession. Right. It's like the <laughs> the old Chuck Norris joke uh, about like Chuck Norris doesn't read; he just stares at a book until it gives him the information <laughs> he wants. That's you can substitute that for Brimley. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so while we're in this bathroom scene with killer number one and killer number two jen is like hey where is shadia and he's like oh i left her back in the apartment and she's like you dumb shit i told you not to leave her alone 
And in no, fairness, her alone. there's a killer out there, Bo. Well, right. I, I But I was also like, well, Sorry. what does it matter? You two aren't going to kill her because the whole idea is that she is the this one is, person they like. This is where it just is bullshit because they are like, it's like, it's like the whole Ren thing previous season. Like they are still yeah. so committed to, oh, well, you know, they're not the killers because look, they're concerned for their friend. Yeah. It, right. Okay. It, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, also, no. quick check in with Chad. Uh, DJ Rowden saying uh, that Angel and Sheriff Dan should get an odd couple slasher spinoff. Hundred <laughs> percent agree. Hundred, I would hundred percent watch it. And Alan saying that Wilfred Brimley should play all of the characters in the next season. I would love, <laughs> yeah, I would love to see Wilfred Brimley. He left us too soon, even though he was for eighty nine or something. Whatever, <laughs> like us. yes, he. There should be statues of him in every city. Um. Okay, but anyway, so b- back to a flashback uh, for no good reason. It, we go back to Mark Stroganoff's apartment. Right, well, th- what we're going to get now, and I've got to stress this, all the flashbacks, out with the cop flashbacks, you're going to get all the flashbacks now are to basically show you why everyone died. Yeah, re- oh God. And there, there's a, in the last episode, there was a real, like, you oh, know. they cover it again. They yeah, do it again. Like, yeah, just I to make sure it. that he didn't get in the previous episode, in case she didn't get it, uh-huh. here you get it. And there is that there is a terrible reason because in this episode they're showing you all Connor's interactions, and then in the next episode you're seeing all Jen's interactions, which turns out are kind of the same interactions. Yeah. So but Mark Shroganoff is being distinctly unsympathetic. To the fact that Jen and Connor's mother set herself on he fire. He was fine. In the he was sitting there. He was watching his programs. He was okay. And then his wife come across and asked for sympathy for Jen and Connor. And he doesn't know who Jen and Connor is. Although it turns out he does know who Jen and Connor is because they live next door to him, which causes him to start fucking banging the wall. Mm-hmm. Your mother's a psycho that set herself on fire. God damn it! Like all this stuff. And then he hits his wife because remember we we knew that he was a wife beater. And then Connor knocks the door and Stroganoff opens the door yeah and he's not happy Bill. no no he he's given connor a bunch of shit and connor is like yeah yeah i'm not talking to you i'm talking to your wife yeah. and, and gives her like do you need me to call somebody because you know we can all hear this and you don't have to put up with this shit and she is like you are not helping as soon as you close the door <laughs> this character is going to bounce me around a little bit more on account of you interfering, which is not great, obviously, no. but also kind of stay the fuck out of it, man. You know, like it's a, like if you want to help you call the cops anonymously yes, and don't tell the woman who is in the gravest of danger, hey, we can make this better for everybody. Like you need to shut up. Yeah, yeah. All you have to do is just leave them, because yeah. it's that easy, Bo. I don't know. I don't, for all the people that they're suffering domestic abuse, it's that easy, according to Slasher, um, and people that are not educated. It's okay, just to leave. Just leave, Bo. Simple as that. Right, and she very wisely says, "You're not helping anything. Get the fuck out of here." And and so he does. G T F O. Yes, and then we get to some quality crazy Renee. 
where the detective finds her scrawling runes on the walls like she is you know trying to summon a viking spirit it's literally like she was doing that and all i could hear is that have you seen the trailer for the northman yet i haven't i've, I've been kind of like waiting I, oh look, dude I, i'm gonna see it as soon as it's available don't even kid oh yourself i'm my, just like I, you don't you don't have to sell me on you this need to wa- you just need to see the trailer though you just need right. to watch it the trailer is not going to spoil anything all right it's not going to spoil anything for you except make you the horniest you've ever <laughs> been for a movie like i shit you don't but literally that's all the way through my head is there's this recording phrase that the Skarsgård character keeps saying um about you know it's like um like avenge my father rescue my mother kill my uncle and he keeps re- repeating this thing and then i see i see fucking ready carving these runes and all that was going through my head was like avenge my father rescue my mother kill all these fucking all these fucking runes and there, shit i was just like yeah that's exactly what that is um there was a very a, a very funny bit i saw with robert eggers where he was saying when he was uh showing this movie off people were like oh my god this is like the lion king uh but but vikings and he yeah. was like it's fucking hamlet you illiterate sons of bitches yeah. that's what the lion king was <laughs> yeah well i mean you get what well, i mean there's a whole generation that's grown up with just the lion king so i i mean i suppose so but that's why the world has fallen a fucking oh, part yeah, well, it's like there was a, an article i saw with that Robert Eggers is bringing, um, what's that said? Uh, bringing big budget action with an art house aesthetic. I was like, this is his first action movie. Yeah. Like, it's not his modus operandi. This is his first action movie. Well, like, from now on, I will, I will be the man that brings action to the art house crowd. Like, for fuck's sake, just after let the, what he does. the action of the lighthouse. Yes. <laughs> all the. The, hey, there's a lot of action in that, though. Yeah, there's there's hey. a, a lot of uh, lamp oil drinking, uh, which is maybe my favorite part of the lighthouse is when they run out of booze and just start drinking lamp oil. Um, yeah, I, I, I literally this week I watched as my as my Christmas movie. I watched Conan the Barbarian, which I do once a year, mm. always about this time of the year. I, I love that fucking movie. Sure, I it's great. Love that movie. And then all I could think of was. The Northman, <laughs> like, yeah. because once again, Hammer. Um. Uh, also, happy holidays to Lori, who is uh dropping by the chat to say happy holidays. So happy um, holidays, happy holidays to you. That's our uh, official happy Duncan holidays. and Bo holiday song. As uh, it's great, buy it now. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> find it on call. Spotify. Um. <laughs> so, but uh, so after the detective runs across Crazy Renee carving runes. On the doorways, yeah. Uh, she's like, "Hey, here's a picture of Wyatt. This guy we caught. Have you seen this guy?" And uh, Renee is like, "Oh, so you don't think he's really the killer? Otherwise, you wouldn't be here." And she's like, "Well, I mean, that's I mean, stuff, things, and uh, stuff. Aren't, aren't you crazy? <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to be out here. Let me take you home." Yeah. And so we cut from them to the junior detective who's still milling around on the second floor. Sniffing floors. For yeah. Some reason. And then the druid just opens up one of the doors, drags him this inside. This is a great kill. This is a great kill. Yeah. This is my favorite kill of the entire season. 
This is fucking great. But this might be my favorite slasher kill full stop. I I don't disagree with that. I because it is really quality. Because they they're scuffling and Junior Detective, by the way, weighs like a buck oh five. Yeah. And it's maybe one of the most pointless characters in Slasher ever, though. For sure. He brings What is he what is he added except no dying in the best death scene? Yeah, I mean that's kind of it. He does maybe providing some kind of sounding board for the detective mm. to get some exposition out. But what's maybe. her arc? Like we're going to get to her by the end of this episode. What is her arc? I well, I I'm on to the fact that maybe the killer isn't just this one guy. Oh, it turns out I was right, and now I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's literally her arc. Yeah, it's I'm dead, but I'm dead. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so this the druid ends up they're they're kind of scuffling in this kitchen i the blender gets turned on but the blender uh the like the carafe or whatever yeah is is removed so it's just blender blade spinning and the druid just slams the junior detective's face down on the spinning blender yeah and then really you get an aerial shot above it and then you just see a torrent uh, like a, a, a a twister of blood that just spins right out across the white background. That's fucking great, man. It's absolutely great. And then they pulled the the killer pulls him back and throws him off, and they don't show you his face. And I was like, that's such a fucking cop out. And then we get to see the face later on, and the effect is fucking great. Yeah, yeah, it, it's really good. It, like because again, it's just the middle of his face chewed up. It, yeah, it's really it's quite what good. Slasher does really, really well. Like, the, the like effortlessly thing. well. Yeah, yeah, it's the only thing it does well is the deaths. Great. <laughs> it gives you that. Which, like I've said before, if it's paying homage to 80 slashers, then it does it does it really well because at the end, the only thing people talk about 80 slashers are how the killer looked in the deaths. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Um, so maybe right. Aaron Martin is a genius after all. Oh, I didn't say that, Bo. I didn't say that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't uh, say that. Right, I'm being attacked the, by this pom pom. I'm being attacked by this pom pom. Ah! DJ Routon saying the, it's the best blender related death since your next. Your next is great, and I'm I'm trying to think of the other one. There's another one as well. There's another movie that I can't remember that has a similar thing. But yeah, this one's like it's just the effect. It's done really really well, and it comes like Bo was saying. It comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like I hate the fact that it comes out of nowhere because it doesn't lead to anything or make any sense. But it's still a cool visual. Yeah. Um, all right. So to catch up with what what's going on elsewhere down in the uh, the pit, Sheriff yep. Dan has broken the nail off in the lock. Oh God damn it! God damn it! God damn it! Right. And then we cut to the detective who's questioning Jen mm. and asking her about Wyatt. And and there's a real clue here where she gives an almost verbatim response to Connor. Oh god, and like it's like yeah, well, he hung around the school and the coffee shop, and he used to stare at girls. Yeah, and Connor kind of overhears this and interrupts, and then just gives the detective shit about like you've had a a year to catch this killer and you never did, and all you're all you're doing right now is just upsetting our crazy stepmom Renee, and she's like, all right, all right, I'll go. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for doing detective work. Yeah, I'm sorry for being a a diligent detective. Right now, leave you all alone. And and so our killers put Renee to bed, 
and and kind of have an argument uh again if you did not think they were the killers yet about like hey you don't need to draw any more attention from this detective than need be don't give her a bunch of bullshit to make Mm -hmm. her focus on you just give her the information let it go keep your shit tight bo yeah which is a phrase between each other which i don't know what that means yeah you know keep it loose keep it tight said amos lee um (laughs) and so then the where we get the shot of the the junior detective's face is when the detective radios him Mm -hmm. and she's out front in the stroganoff family (laughs) minus mark who died yeah getting the fuck out of dodge (laughs) yeah and she's like where you guys go and and the stroganoff wife is like we're getting away from all these assholes who live here in this apartment everybody in this building's a piece of shit my husband's dead yeah and no i don't know who that picture is so uh of do you think he's involved with the carjacking thing that he was in oh no well that's even more reason for me get away right also no nobody's been by here like we're we're getting out and i again i don't really know what this scene is about other than the detective being like hey i'm gonna call uh somebody to bring me some luminol so it's also it's also to get it's also to get everyone else out of the apartment essentially because that's what you've got here like this is this is them now cleaning shop they were really the only other people accounted for in the apartment who yeah. will not die if you know what i mean so this yeah, is them i guess let's get rid of them and it's a weird detail to focus on because we haven't seen them since like episode two yeah yeah it, it, right it was just like i don't what why bother why um, yeah anyway so shadia then shows up at at jen and connor's place mm-hmm. and there's a whole discussion of jam jams that we don't need to get into uh connor mm-hmm. is asleep a heap and <laughs> jen and shadia are, are kind of chatting about how she might be into connor Con- connor might be into him shadia is asking like oh what is kissing like and it shows i think a lot of restraint on the part of slasher that we did not have these two girls kiss <laughs> you thought you were gonna get a cruel intentions moment i yeah kind of <laughs> Kinda, because I've like, because I've seen this show before, and I know it has no morality or yeah. Like, what what does kissing feel like? Well, let me show you with my finger in your vagina. Um, like, <laughs> only slasher can do. Right, like, ladies and gentlemen, special guest Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> I'll show you what kissing's like. <laughs> she says. That's a the, a pretty good Sarah Michelle Keller, by the way. It was excellent. Yeah, I, I you know a lot of people call me and are like, "Hey, just give give me a little SMG." Um. <laughs> anyway, then we get a flash, a flashback from ten months ago, where the detective is issuing warnings around the building about how everyone has been terrible uh, to Justine, the mom who set herself on fire. Yeah, and Renee. Uh, complained specifically about Sheriff Dan. Yeah. And which to be honest, if I lived in that floor, he'd be my primary concern on everything. Right. Because he's a dick. <laughs> for sure. And but like Renee starts to have this breakdown where she's just like, I love my dead gay wife. And mm-hmm. uh and that's kind of the end of the scene. It's just a yeah. It's literally the depth of it it's got all the depth of a teaspoon of water yeah <laughs> yeah 
And so uh, then we get the detective starting to use lum- luminol to find blood. She goes mad with the luminol. She's like, lights off. Yes. And the thing is, like, after you've done it the first time, you found all that blood splatter that she finds. I'd be like, that murder scene. No, no, no. She's going to luminol the entire building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Just she's... to make sure. She's giving it the real luminol white glove treatment. <laughs> Like every fucking room, she even does it down in the basement, which is my favorite. But when she actually walks into the basement, she's still spraying all over them like that. Right. Clearly, this is where people have been murdered. I can tell that just from looking. Body parts laying on the table, and she's like, shh, shh, shh. "All right, I think something may have happened here." Um, you know, we missed an opportunity, and I think the show is. I'm going to just put this. I'm just going to put it right now. The show has come down in my estimation because we never got the corner back in after no. her fifth costume dress and she was the high watermark of this season Bob. I, I mean other than crazy Renee yeah and Sheriff Dan being terrible yes uh yeah you're right like and, and she just she disappears great. yeah she disappears like uh, and she's just not in it anymore we don't need her so Sheriff Dan uh does manage to get the lock open and starts prying open does. the door We'll cut back to him in a minute. I mean, all of this is just incredibly drawn out. It's, yeah, we're, 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 we have one episode worth of story, but we will make it two episodes. Right. Which I'm kind of glad we're doing both of these together because it really is. It makes sense, actually, in hindsight. Like to do them separately would have, it would have been frustrating. So. so then Renee finds Shadia and Jen kind of <laughs> chit chatting. This, this is maybe the best episode of our best moment of this episode. Uh, other than the blender in the face. And Jen is like, I'm going to go get uh, some of Renee's pills. And then Renee gets real close, like gets all up on Shadia. And is like, I'm sorry, I've been acting crazy. They've been, they've been drugging my tea. So I stopped drinking <laughs> it and pour it down the sink. And uh, Shadia is like, uh, okay. And she's like, guess what? No one's going to stop me from what I've got planned. Shh. Don't tell anybody. And then she yep. kind of like gets back in her chair when Jen comes back in the room. It's and like when you watch Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Billy's granddad sits down and goes, ah, Santa's going to fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone comes back in the room and he's like, Nothing. <laughs> yeah. And when Jen comes back in, Renee is like, Well, I'm off to bed. And so she yeah. takes off, and Jen is like, You look a little freaked out. What did Renee say? And Shadia confesses to her because, you know, it's her best friend. She's like, she told me that she's being drugged. (laughs) And Jen's like, yeah, of course we are. Have you seen how fucking crazy she is? (laughs) Like her doctors told us to drug her. And so we do. Jen is actually fucking awesome as a villain in this show. Because like every time she's caught out, she has an answer for something that feels rational. And Connor sure. doesn't. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Con- like it's clearly she's the brain of the operation. Connor's the brawn, but she is ve- like every time. I love this all the way through this. Every time she gets caught in something, we were like, "Well, this is clearly a bad thing." She's like, "Yeah, but think about this," and we're like, "Oh yeah, well actually that does <laughs> that totally makes sense." So, all right, so yeah. so we get a quick flashback to the night where Justine sets herself on fire, and we see. Renee totally losing her shit as if to say, yeah, this is why she's being drugged. Yeah. And then we flashback from that flashback to nine months ago 
and Jen, <laughs> right, where Jen finds Connor on the edge of the building on the roof. Yeah. And he's like, I, I can't take this anymore. And this is where there's the talk of like, we got to keep it tight. Like, we're in this together. You and me, if you jump, then I'm going to jump right after you. Mm-hmm. And you're a fighter. You know, all of this uh, is, is, you know, we're, 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 we've got to be a team in whatever yeah. we do. And it's just saying like, oh, by the way, we're going to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, so then we cut back to the detective who is once more following this luminol trail. <laughs> just. <laughs> and, you know, she walks like three feet. Yeah. And she follows this all the way to the elevator. And she's still like the whole time. She's like, hey, junior detective, come in. I think I found a trail of blood. Uh, I'm going to assume that you're taking a shit right now. And that's why you're not answering. And I'm (laughs) going to in no way call in backup because apparently we're the only two police officers in this whole city. And the whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like, this is... If, if, you're, if you're on the toilet, just just acknowledge me by telling me it's a code brown. <laughs> like, let me know. Let me, let me know what's happening here. Hey, if, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna help me with all this luminol tracking, don't say anything. That's how I'll know that you want to help. But, it, right, it's so crazy that she's like, yeah. I found a blood trail. My partner isn't answering. Let me get yeah. in this elevator and, and go down into the basement. Yeah. Also, I suspected from the previous episode that the killer was still at large. Mm-hmm. So it's not even that we're, you know, we're cleaning up evidence at the end here after the killer's been caught. There's an active serial killer on the go right now, and we're just going to follow this down ourselves. And when our partner doesn't answer us, which feels suspicious because he wouldn't usually do that, we're going to just play along. Right. It's, it's bananas. Yeah. Stupid, Bo. So Sheriff Dan gets this door open finally. It takes him a whole fucking episode to pick this lock and open a door, yeah. but sure enough, it's now, finally I would happened. just say he should get his money back from the Proud Boys camp that he was at. Oh, for sure. And <laughs> um, so he gets you the laugh door. At? You're laughing at something. What are you laughing I, at? Somebody in chat was uh, um, <laughs> DJ saying that it's scarier than the Druid for the toilet, at least. And Alan said uh, that would have made the acid toilet scene in episode one more intense. They're basically mm-hmm. talking about how hummus blows you up, which is very funny. But anyway, oh, God, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, hummus and acid, says DJ, uh, truly a devil's <laughs> brew. Um, anyway, well done, guys. Um, so they get this door open and uh, inside it's the furnace room where the, it is just fucking mayhem in here it is like body yeah. parts laid on gurneys there's yep. some bloody hair hanging off of the tables some more body parts scattered on the floor and the furnace is going full blast as somebody is clearly burning bodies down here in this room cleaning up boy. yeah and connor meanwhile has gone back up to the roof presumably to jump off for some reason that scene doesn't make sense right like but it's like he's he's like, I just can't take it anymore. Hey, wait a second. I see a flashlight down in the basement. I should abandon my suicidal ideation to go check on this because I don't want my death to, to reveal that I'm a killer. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. All right. So we cut to uh, the detective continuing to follow this blood trail. Quick, quick, quick. Dum, 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 dum. Quick, quick, quick. 
dum 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 and then when she finds just this wall of blood splatter yeah this is when she's like oh the, maybe there's been a crime here right and she finally pulls her gun and i'm like well yeah i guess you can't carry a gun in your luminol squirt bottle at the same time but so she finds that the door is locked and this is the door to the furnace room and sheriff dan hears her on the other side of the door he's like hello god damn it yeah hey I, I need to be rescued god damn it i got a face and a half <laughs> And face off face off yeah um, that's what the angels face off um and while she's like all right i hear you i need to track some more luminal uh evidence before i can let you out but stand back from the door but before she can get the door open out, out comes the druid aka connor who has spotted her yeah. um yeah. down in the basement and just grabs an axe and Patrick Bateman's off. Yeah, like uses the the dull side of the axe to brain yeah. her, but before she dies, she pulls the mask off, revealing to us the audience it is in fact Connor. It was Connor all along, boy. Yeah, and uh, and the detective is like, I didn't do anything, and then Connor's like, I don't care, and yeah. bashes her with the the blunt yeah. side of the axe a few more times. And we get a pretty good look at her caved-in face. Uh, in effect. Which, again, what what this show does right is do yep. some gnarly uh, visual effects. Um, <laughs> DJ always saying, uh, also, no one thought to check the creepy furnace room for suspicious activity. I mean, if you were in investigating an apartment building, the first thing you would do, the first thing you would do is you would look for places bodies could go i.e yep. the bins in the furnace R- roof in the basement is where you where you i look am now of the opinion that this cop deserved to die but <laughs> okay. i mean i don't know that you're wrong about this but so back in the furnace room mm-hmm. um connor is stashing this body while sheriff dan just kind of hides in the corner yeah and we see connor start shoveling up uh, some of the bits of the detective that fell out in the hallway and then shoves them into the furnace which is pretty good mm-hmm. and we we get a glimpse that angel is kind of coming to in the pit and the last scene of the episode because the one thing we haven't revealed in this episode is that jen is also involved and yeah we're holding on to that because once i think i don't know i always think that like aaron martin thinks he's a lot cleverer than he actually is um because to me it's obvious because even if you were revealed connor as the killer i'd be sitting thinking well there was at least two deaths where connor was on screen when they were happening that makes sense um yeah you know i mean jen's logically the other person because she has separated as well from them while they're doing things so and also earlier in the episode was like it's you and me we're together no matter what what crazy shit you get up to i'm gonna be there i I know you're trying to pivot rennie as potentially a suspect but no yeah and so uh connor then just shows up in the apartment where shoddy and jen are asleep on the couch in that episode to like oh my goodness the killer is there with two sleeping ladies yeah all right so then we go to the final episode this the season finale of season three <laughs> from the 3 a.m to 6 a.m uh, coming episode. full circle boy. yep 
and we open on uh, Connor in the bathroom washing bits of brain off of himself. Wait, how did he put things in the furnace? With his head? <laughs> well, I think it was more that when he was braining the detective, like, there's just a lot of splatter and blow blah. That's why it's so hard to clean this shit up. There is a chunk of her on the back of his head. All over the place, man. There, like, there's some on his neck. Like, there's some on the it's back like of his head. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, uh, he pushed the body parts into the furnace the same way that the dog pushes the meatball lady and the tramp across to the other dog. <laughs> They share a bit of intestine and accidentally kiss. Oh no. Uh so Shadia walks in on him kind of dressing and she's like, Hey, are you okay? Um uh, and he's like, Yeah, I'm fine. And they start to kiss. And this is where Shadia like pulls back Whoa. and she's like, I can't yeah. she's like you know in my culture let's not do this right now right and and she's like this isn't about like me following the rules this is what i believe and but when i when i'm ready to kiss someone i want it to be you because you're in no way a killer yeah (laughs) you're wholesome and not a killer so we can trust you and he's like (laughs) and and she like reaches she's like holding him and and (laughs) and almost touches the brain that's clinging to the back of his skull and that's kind of our opening uh before we get the you know (laughs) yeah and so then we come back to sheriff dad who is back in the room with angel and sheriff dan has officially lost his shit like he is not prepared just seen he's just seen some nam like shit yeah, like body parts strewn about the place. He's telling Angel about the horrors of that room, trying to get Angel ready for this is the worst room you've ever fucking seen. <laughs> you know, this shit will turn you white. You right. I mean, like, so, like well, so. and uh, he Angel is like, is Joe in there? And he's like, man, anybody could be in there. There's <laughs> body parts and hair and assholes just all over the place. I have no idea. Is Joe in there? Maybe. Parts maybe. of him. <laughs> um, and, and maybe. <laughs> and, and, and Angel's like, all right, well, we got to get out of here. He's like, yeah, we do. This is fucking <laughs> no. terrible. I've never seen yeah. anything this bad. In my- I am so sorry for all the white nationalist shit I ever said. Yeah. Obviously, this is the worst thing that ever happened. But I would argue that the fact that it was people of color that did this would only reinforce his white nationalism. Like, what, what was it? Which is why the end of this episode is so fucking problematic. Um, but yeah, like there's, there's a part where like you almost see it in uh, Sheriff Dan's eyes where he's like that. I wish I hadn't been able to pick a lock. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I would have yeah. just sat here. I would have just sat here in bliss and ignorance. But yeah, like the, like so he's, he's, he's like steadying them up. They're going to make their grand escape eventually because we're going to come back and forward a couple of times before that actually happens but yeah um meanwhile Bo. meanwhile shadia and connor are on his bed kind of holding hands and this is where they get into the whole discussion about what she believes and that she's not doing yeah. it you know yada yada uh but she also says like hey not everybody in this building is bad and connor is like let me just stop you right there <laughs> Shoddy Let ever- me unfurl the scroll of rage. <laughs> right. And he's like, everybody in this building played a role in my mother's death. 
And then he asked Shadia, like, what's the worst thing that you've ever done? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you that. Like, we, we haven't even kissed yet. We have, we're just holding yeah, hands. He's like, he's, like, gonna... he's like, you weren't involved with this. What's the worst thing you've ever done? And she's about to say something. And she's like, not until the final scene. Right. <laughs> not, not until the, this season is almost over will I reveal that. And well, re- reveal the most fucking mind-numbingly tedious nonsense and it, right it's seen. not even that bad like no no no, no. We'll, it's, we'll it's really not but, so but, yeah. connor then is like scratching the back of his head and he's like oh more brain um hey uh hang on a second i need to go clean up a little more and also there's some banging around and uh he's like oh that's renee uh hey how about you go uh check and see yeah, what she's making my- breakfast at three in the morning Dude, what in the f- fuck? Like none of the. But well, I think I think they say it's four in the morning. I right. think is what he says. Like, you know, this is ready. She gets up at four in the morning to make breakfast. And so to, to make sure she doesn't burn the house down. Yeah, right. And she says she's making breakfast for them before they go to school, even though Jen is already at the table, and she's like, "Yeah, look, we're not going to school like that. That we we're out of school now." And this is where like Shadia spots this key ring. <laughs> that is like you know bookman from one day at a time did we know that he was the sipper of the building I, not that i'm aware of I, I i literally i was racking my brains to think of any time this has been mentioned and now it's been mentioned in the final episode that he's had keys to all the apartment building all the way through this Yes, and and Which also would make him a suspect in any other fucking thing I've watched, Bo. As soon as, like, Shadi is like, "What? What a big ass ring of keys you've got!" He immediately starts washing them. Yes, and it's like, "Hey, wait a second, was there blood on those keys?" He's like, "Nope, just cleaning them up." And yep. <laughs> anyway, then Jen uh, points out, like, "Hey, it's really hot in this apartment right now. What's going on?" And this is where. Renee is like, oh yeah, all these vents are blasting heat, and Connor's like, oh well, because I'm the secret superintendent of this building, <laughs> I'm checking the furnace, and yeah, it's hot now, but you guys are going to thank me in the winter after all these bodies are burned. I mean, oops. have you read the Shining? I mean, <laughs> right? I don't do this now. This burns down, right? So come yeah. on. Have you read the Shining or seen Doctor Sleep? I mean, it's yeah. kind of the same thing. It's um, the same thing. Same ending. <laughs> so. Then Angel and Sheriff Dan are escaping into the room of body parts. And this is where Angel does, in fact, find Joe uh, or pieces of him. him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, In this dumpster that Connor is using to dispose of bodies. And he freaks out a little bit. Um, And then we go back to Jen and Shadia, who are in Jen's room. And she's like, hey, I think I kind of freaked your brother out when I said that I wouldn't kiss him. Mm. And Jen's like, no, 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 he's he's going to be fine. I mean, he's crazy about other things, not about that. And so she goes to brush her teeth. Shadia does. And then Renee is like, Shadia, come into (laughs) my room real quick. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. And uh, (laughs) the most disturbing wall of ever <laughs> just this altar of crazy that she has set up that's got um like little items from pr- the, the, all the tenants and this used thing is tampons used tampons of our neighbors boat 
use tampons hair she's asking shadia for something from her parents mm-hmm. that she can put on here and like, like there's hair and blood and all kinds of crazy shit and shadia's like this is the floor plan of the apartment building and renee's like i know it took me a long time to get the detail right pretty yeah, cool isn't it yeah once again it's like this idea of is she the like the show's trying to put as maybe she's the accomplice and i'm like no it's not yeah. her well, and then she steals Shadia's toothbrush after saying, like, I think I accidentally conjured the druid. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> I think she may say the sentence, I'm crazy. It, I, it, she might as well. Or just have a t-shirt, yeah. like, doesn't help. It, you don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. Yeah, it's like, she's not even, like, the t-shirt is just, I am stupid as opposed to I'm with stupid. But yeah. Just... <laughs> and so... Jen then stops her and is like, what did, what did my crazy stepmom do? And Shadi is like, well, she stole my toothbrush. And Connor's like, hey, by the way, I'm going to go turn off the furnace. Yeah. And they're like, uh, okay, I guess. Why did you have it turned on again? And Jen and Connor are like, Shadi starts to believe that Renee is the killer. Yeah. And this is why Jen is a genius because Jen instantly goes right anything to keep her on board so you can finish what you're doing. So, yeah, she is kind of creepy. And look at all this stuff in Connor. When you need to just like face up to this. She's she stole all this weird stuff and she's like, you know, she stole my cotton buds that I used to clean my ears and all the rest. She could be involved with this. Right. And, and she's Connor's like, like, you and I are going to go to your apartment and we'll hang yeah. out there away from crazy Renee while Connor's going to turn off the furnace. And then once that happens, we'll all go back to our place and see what's what with Renee. And all when they go to Shadia's apartment, she and Jen mm-hmm. see Amy's cat. And Shadia is like, wait a second. Why is her <laughs> cat out here? I mean, it seems strange that she wouldn't be in Amy's apartment. Yeah. Hmm, maybe we should go investigate Amy's apartment. Yeah. And Jen's like, eh, maybe we should just stay here. Well, why, and well, why do we need to go? And it turns out Sadie has got keys because she can't sit. Yeah. And so maybe she's the killer, Bo. <laughs> Shadia is like, maybe I'm the killer. Um, <laughs> but they go into her place. And in one of my favorite details of the episode, uh, she's like, wait a second. Something's wrong. Uh, even though Amy is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And uh jen is like well everything looks okay to me and she's like that's just what i mean normally amy's bathroom looks like a a shit wagon (laughs) and it's way too clean i mean they don't shit in the pan they shit in the bath in the tub have you have you heard of an upper decker that's what she does all the time (laughs) and and jen is like uh i mean I I think I saw Renee with a bar of soap from Amy, so maybe she's the killer after all, I guess. And all right, so downstairs, Connor is going to the furnace room with his axe to dump some more body parts in the furnace before he finally turns it off. Yeah. Meanwhile, things are getting suspicious now, so we need to get this fucking sorted. Right. And Sheriff Dan and Angel have this like total over the top moment. Yeah, where they do the like clasp hands where they're like (laughs) all right you and i are gonna take this punk down it's wonderful (laughs) 
It's very fun. All right, goddammit, we're gonna we're gonna kick this little son of a bitch's ass. And then we go back to Shadia's place because we gotta, you know, stretch all this out. Yeah. And she is one she, episode. Just make it one episode. Right. So she she's taken off her headdress, she gets in bed with Jen, and she notices, like, oh my god, not only is there a lot of heat coming out of the vents, a smell. There is a smell. And Jen's like, okay, hang on a second. Now let me go get you something to drink to calm you down. And then Shadia kind of has a flashback where she's like, holy shit, I know what this yeah. smell is. Yeah. This is people on fire. This is burning bodies. It smells delicious. <laughs> yeah, it smells like chicken or pork, yeah. <laughs> specifically. Long pork. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, so like, she's like, she's kind of panicking and then Obviously, it's going to twig with her very shortly. That actually, wait one second. If Connor's the guy that's in the basement bowl, and he's down turning the furnace off, and the, the whole place is very warm because he turned it on, and the place now smells of burning flesh. Maybe Connor's a killer. Right. So she puts all that together, and Shadi is like, "We got to get out of here." And and when she finally tells Jen, like Jen's like, "Why do you want to leave?" And she's like, "Look, I think Connor is burning bodies in the furnace." Yes. And and starts putting all the clues together. Like, look, he was. Uh, you know, he would he disappeared sometimes during the course of the night. And then Jen mm. is like, no, no, no. Half the time when those murders were happening. Yeah. Half the time. Yeah. She's like that. No, no, no. Like, remember all those times he was with you when all those murders happened? How could she know that? Right. And so Shadi is like, well, we got to get the fuck out of here. And she's starting to take off out of the apartment. And she's like, Jen, you need to hand me the phone. We need to call the police. And Jen won't give her the phone, and Shadi is oh. like, "Fine, I'm gonna go by myself." But then she starts like weaving around, all drunk like, uh, and and passes out because surprise, surprise, Jen has drugged her tea just like she did Renee. Yeah, and I'm like, wait one second. Yeah, could, could could Jen be a killer as well? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Here's my surprise face. <laughs> and a quick quick check in with chat uh alan says uh the the talk of amy's bathroom is a clear slander against asexuals it's a good point mm. very insensitive and dj says the actress who plays renee really got to uh to the <laughs> let the cuckoo out of the clock in these past <laughs> two seasons and looks like she's enjoying the scenery yeah this season in particular she is like you know, turned it to 11 for sure. Uh, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with it. Um, she's one of the better parts of this season. A hundred percent. And so then, uh, Shadia wakes up tied to a chair with Jen and Renee looking on. And Jen's like, look, I'm going to go take care of Connor. And Renee, meanwhile, is like, we ought to turn him in yes yeah and jen's like no 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 because everyone that he killed was guilty of being complicit in the death of justine so you know we're like he is not innocent here but he what everything that he has done is justified yeah 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 and you can kind of see like once again you what one of the few things that the show does kind of well is like sadia's face where she's like 
she's hearing both sides, she's hearing both angles. She un- understands that Renee obviously agrees with her, but she's kind of crazy. And on some level, she kind of, she doesn't fully sympathise, I believe on some level she understands where Jen is coming from because she's a friend. So For sure. And, and we get this flashback, because of course we do, uh, to a year ago where we see Sheriff Dan spray painting some shit. <laughs> and then we, we get like Dawn's website, uh, Noah passing around this eviction notice to get rid of you know, Renee and Justine and Amy saying people need to be held accountable for what they do online. It's like all well, the yeah, stuff. Cause, yeah, because this is Sa- this is Sandy's interaction with everyone in the building. Yeah. Like charting all those. And that last one is where she basically asks Amy if Amy can find a way to take the video offline of Jen's mum burning herself. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ah, when something's on the net, it's up there forever. Which is a reminder to everyone out there, when you post something online, it never goes away. Yeah, yeah, so. be careful. Yeah, like, the rule of thumb I always use uh, on the internet is don't say anything on the internet that you would not say to someone in person. Oh, 100%. 100%. You know, it's not even that. Yeah, that, and don't post pictures of your penis. Or store them online. Never Unless you would online. show your penis to the person. To anyone that I want you to. Yeah. Someone said, get your dick out, and you would get your dick out, then it's fine to have it in yeah. the cloud. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, we've all sent a dick pic now and again, but usually to friends and family. You know, I, I, yeah, just at Christmas time. <laughs> have you, have you ever sent a picture of your penis to anybody? Of course. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, uh, yes. Like, uh, without getting into too, too much detail, when my, uh, when, when my best friend turned what 30, he got a picture of my dick with a bulb of it. <laughs> That's very funny. I've only done it with like girlfriends who are like, hey, send me a picture of your dick. And like, I've only done it It'd been an ongoing joke for about the best part of five years about what do you get your best friend when he turns 30? Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, like a, a picture of my penis with a, a ribbon above it. Mm-hmm. And I'd said it so many times when he turned 30, I said it to him. And he was, he was, yeah, he was, he, he found it very, very funny, but also, um, I don't know if it brought us closer. <laughs> yeah. And, well, it depends on if he's jealous or not, I guess. I, I didn't ask. Um, <laughs> Never asked. Yeah, you don't you, like if you follow up. Like, hey, by the way, what what would you think of that? Yeah, what was what thoughts, observations? Uh, <laughs> did the, the color of did the color a color of the ribbon bring out the 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 veins in the dick? I don't know. <laughs> Questions or concerns? Yeah, <laughs> so, I just like see if you zoom in on the top right hand corner. There's a little rash there. Is that normal? <laughs> Why right. do you have that? <laughs> Seeking medical advice. Also, uh, I know it's irregularly shaved. (laughs) It's not asking you a question. Yeah. Does yours talk to you as well? I mean, that's... It starts asking for things. I call mine Belial. (laughs) Anyway. Mings calls calls me Seymour for some reason. (laughs) Feed me Seymour. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. All right. So, yeah. So, Shadia... Uh, is like, oh my god, Jen, you're one of the killers too. Uh, and I was your alibi. How fucked up is it that you like both used me yeah. so that I would say, no, 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 they were with me all night. And Jen is like, here, I got a great idea. Let's just yeah. throw all this shit in the furnace. We 
run away together with and with our uh, if we toss some clothes this and is, some shit of ours in the this furnace is literally tim curry's plan at the end the clue <laughs> <laughs> like they'll think like all the bodies neatly in the library we'll close the doors and we'll all walk away and pretend that none of this ever happened yeah it, i mean you're right it's just like hey it they'll fi- they'll find all this shit in the furnace and they'll think we were victims too yeah and uh she also reveals like oh i'm the one who planned all this shit because connor god bless him not the smartest uh guy in the room jump off the building in the previous scene so yeah i'd already told him that was a bad idea a year before and he doesn't learn so and so renee is like we need to get we need to call the police this is all too much and jen is like hey enough of that shit in fact (laughs) let me just wait right there renee and then she go gets a goes for an i'll be right back you're gonna love this. It's a scream, baby. It's a scream. Ah! And then just stabs her a bunch in the well, gut. We now know that she's the dick stabber because it's the same fucking da, 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 like, ma- yeah. like multiple shibs. She did great in prison, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She like I don't know that she knows how to make a shiv, but yeah. once she got one, you know, it would be like that episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Where <laughs> like a bunch of people get shivved in prison all at once. Um, we could call her the Queen of Shiva nice nice thank you i see as soon as i see as soon as i said she did great in prison came up my head and i was like that's very 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 way um so <laughs> yeah merry, merry christmas everyone um yeah, there you are that's your present <laughs> so, the, and honestly this episode the audio version of this episode will be landing on christmas day so you know. oh merry christmas yeah so anyway she says <laughs> uh look connor's gonna be real pissed that he missed me stabbing renee he's really been wanting to do this for a while yeah <laughs> and so for no good reason jen just goes to put on the druid costume just so this she can is pull the most the baffling scene ever because she goes away puts it on comes in front of sadia to take the thing off and yeah. show that she was the druid all along i well, guess yeah, we got that and we got the, that though. right and then she's just like hey i'm gonna go get connor so we can sit down and i'll talk about this because neither of us yeah. want to kill you no, no, because you're the, you're the only one that didn't do anything bad. So right. like we want to, you know, we're protecting you. So yeah, so back in the furnace room, we're yeah. we're like we are hurtling headlong towards the end of this. This it's, this is this is amazing. So this, this scene is fucking amazing. <laughs> Sheriff Dan and Angel decide, hey, we're going to join forces. So when, uh, what they do is. Angel jumps Connor. <laughs> Sheriff Dan gets this shovel and like whacks uh, Connor in the head. And yep. then Angel shoves Connor face first into the furnace and holds him there. And Sheriff Dan oh. is like, God damn it, Daddy, you're going to get yourself all burned up, man. Yeah, he holds the top half of his torso and the rest of his body in the furnace, but instead of like then once you've got him in there, clearly he's now dying. I mm-hmm. take my hands out and push him at the back. No, I'm going to put my hands in there with the flames and just go ah, <laughs> right. And and finally, Sheriff Dan is like, God damn it, get out of there and pulls him out of the get furnace. Out! Get out! It does like Christopher Lloyd uh, from it was uh, 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 Star Trek Three. Yeah, <laughs> get out. And no, Star Trek 2. <laughs> no, no, no. That's Star Trek 3 is Christopher is three? Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's two, a special spot. Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, join join us soon on our Star Trek chat. We will do it eventually. Uh, probably. I mean, yeah, it's inevitable at this rate. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So sure enough, um, <laughs> it reminded this me. This is such a stupid death. It's such a stupid death. Right. A- Angel dies just from the shock of having his arms burned. Well, but- he pulls them out and they look like a couple of really well done ribs. And my mouth watered in a way that I didn't <laughs> think was possible. I was like, oh, Dude, it reminded me. Did you ever see that Mr. Show sketch where uh, the band Titanica goes to visit no. David Cross in the hospital? No, and no, no. no. It, right, first of all, you should. But the whole gag is that it's David Cross's head and they've got the sheets pulled up. Mm-mm. And they're like, oh, hey, little dude, we know you're a big fan of Titanica. Uh, we heard that you were in a horrible fire. And he's like, hey, yeah, I was. Oh, my God, you're the best band in the world. Can you give me a high five? And they're like, sure. And they pull back the sheet, and it's just beef jerky. You know, it's like two scrawny little arms and legs, and they've got them, uh, like, puppeted in such a way that they're just flapping around real fast. (laughs) You absolutely, like, listeners, if you've never, just look up Mr. Show Titanica. And you will get this sketch. It is tremendously <laughs> funny. And and they're just like physically ill at the side of yeah. them and everything. It's <laughs> wonderful. But that's what it reminded me of. It's yeah, very well, Angel's gone. He dies yeah, of crispiness. Yeah, yeah. So Shadia, meanwhile, uh, manages to free herself by kind of wobbling her chair yep. and knocking it over. So she's free now. Jen has gotten to the furnace room where she discovers Connor's body and then Sheriff Dan is like, guess what? God damn it. I'm still alive. <laughs> and so Shadia is running away, but she hears Sheriff Dan scream for help. Why would he like, he's like the, the previous scene, Sheriff Dan's like that, right? You know, come get some. And then yeah. he's like, help. <laughs> help. God damn it. Help. <laughs> help. She's got me by the mustache. <laughs> Sadie is like that. She gets a, like, a, she's like, right, I'm going to have to do this. So she goes back into the furnace and she confronts Jen to allow Sheriff Dan to escape, which he does without even batting an eyelid. He's like, you know, I'm not that I want to save this young girl here. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So mm-hmm. he starts to go. And then they have, Sadie and Jen have the shittest fight ever. Well, yeah, Jen's got her knife. Shadia has taken the axe. She's got an axe. Yeah. And so Jen ends up stabbing Shadia a couple of times, and Mm -hmm. she gets sliced, uh, stabbed in the shoulder. Jen uh, gets an axe to the leg. Yeah. And so at this point, like, Jen's kind of down, and so Shadia takes off. And on her way to the elevator, she finds Sheriff Dan, who is just like, "I I just got winded. I could not make it all the way to the elevator, goddammit. So uh she's like, Well, come on, we gotta escape. So they- I love this scene as well. I love this scene because she's like that. Did you did you kill Jen? And she's like, eh. and then all you hear from the corners <laughs> Yeah, she just screams in pain and rage. And they're like, Oh, goddammit, I guess we better get out of here. Daddy boy! Daddy! Daddy! <laughs> so <laughs> Shadia! 
<laughs> so she is chasing them down the hallway. They get to the elevator. Yeah. Um, like Shadia kind of collapses. Sheriff Dan actually helps her, you know, get to the elevator. Yeah, to they show. keep talking about to the end of the episode yeah. about who's who's gonna take lead and who's gonna collapse. Yeah. Um, but they manage to get upstairs and they get out, and as they're kind of moving along, like they're you're trying to get themselves together, and then the elevator starts to go again, and like, oh shit. Right. Uh, yeah, and then another link back to Star Trek. Why does why does Jen have a batlet? Man, this I don't... weapon is the most fucking severe, and we'd seen it once before because that creepy dude that wore the the guy from school got that down his throat. Mm-hmm. But they just have the it is it's the sword from Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, it's like it's a fucking huge blade that doesn't make sense. It's practical for no purpose other than cosplay yeah, but... or a slasher movie. Right. So Shadia takes a fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know wax her in the skull jen in the skull with this thing at yep. which point cloud sword yes uh jams in her neck yeah and the, the, the most lackluster end into a season ever. Right, well because jen is killer well jen you know is I mean? uh, the whole time she's like i loved you and shadi's like i loved you too and jen's like we were best friends and shadi was like yeah we were until you tried to fucking kill me and then she's like, you never did anything mean. And then she's like, well, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> oh, it's and- warm in here and we're not even in the furnace room anymore. <laughs> and so flashback to a year ago uh, where Shadia is, has read the very first post that Justine made, or the, the, the one she made about how uh, when Kit died that, you know, he was a drug addict and and was asking for it and all that shit. And a slut, yeah, and a slut. And and Justine types, why would you flame the dead? That's so cruel. Yes, and that's it. That's all she says. That's all she said. And as soon as she hits send, the internet agrees with her. Right, the floodgates open up, and they're like, "Oh, this no one was like people were." Is that way where you see something, you're like, "I comment on that, I not comment on that," and everyone's doing the same thing, and you wait for the first person to call. It used to be on YouTube where someone would write first as a comment. You were like, "Yeah, we can comment it now because someone wrote first. Yeah, it was, it's the same idea. Like, but it's like so fucking nothing. But Jen is she's not only mortally wounded to the neck, but she's mortally wounded in her trust bowl. Well, I think this is what kills her. <laughs> it's her, she died of a broken heart <laughs> and, and a broken jugular <laughs> yeah she's like <gasps> yeah and that's her she dies and but i'm like is that the compared to what everyone else did is that the worst thing and it it's wasn't like, well, she kicked off she kicked off when she started it yeah but it wasn't like oh you fucking bitch you deserve to die yeah. it wasn't that like that it was just like why would you say that about somebody you know I'm, it's not I'm with her on this it's like, yeah it's not the worst thing you could say like it, it's not like she was like trying to shame justine or anything it was just like this is kind of uncalled for in this situation and and the comments that follow are way oh, more yeah. severe. Like, well the first one that comes after is like burn bitch burn yeah and like I mean, <laughs> right. So it, the internet bowl, because remember, the internet is bad in this TV show. I, I understand that. It, it just isn't that bad. You know, like no. her said, if she, if it had been a moment of weakness, like in, we needed to see Shadia say something really shitty. 
as opposed to like well, you know that was really mean yeah why would you do that to somebody you know um but it, that would at least make her more complicated and yeah. interesting I'm, that, I'm gonna give it a big this i'm gonna give it a big w for whatever yeah because that's a total whatever moment i'm like "Ah, this adds nothing to what's happened right but she anyway so shadia says oh this was all my fault and sheriff stan dan is like what i've said way worse shit today on the internet yeah even when i was down in the furnace pit (laughs) i was calling uh this jewish fella all kinds of terrible shit yeah so but now i'm better i'm better now don't we yeah i'm cured guy. we're gonna we're gonna get to this because the two of them walk out of this apartment building uh to like like triumphant music as two people that are just coming out of the solstice party walk down and we get this really long awkward like interaction where just like that hey great costume man and then the two of them just stare at him for what feels like five minutes while the guy's like uh and i'm just like yeah and, and then he walks off and then that's that's kind of it there's this kind of crane slash drone shot of them all bloody and leaning on each other and that's kind of it uh somebody pointed out in chat dj pointed out in chat that the final fantasy victory theme should have been playing that would have been quite funny um and yeah we get this shot and then that's it there's no post credit there's no nothing I mean, this season, unlike other seasons, has 100% made you know who the killers are and killed them off. At least yeah. that's as similar to season one without the extra stab of the girl snapping the neck of the cat for no reason. Uh, this one, we're, you know, we're closing everything out. We have our two survivors. One of them we knew would be a survivor. We knew that from the first episode. The second one, the racist. Yeah, he makes it. The good guy Sheriff Dan, who, you know... <laughs> was terrible to his daughter to his entire 100% family ter- yeah 100 percent terrible to his daughter was 100 percent terrible to everyone in his building was a member of a white national group survives yeah yeah i mean he's learned his lesson apparently and he's oh, yeah, always he'll never he'll never be bad again bro. he'll I mean, never be a racist piece of shit again yeah never, it, never. it's again it, it's super head scratching um <sighs> All right, so Duncan, let's let's because we're going into the fourth season next year, let's ask ourselves one important question. Yes. Is this the worst season of Slasher? Yes. The ending isn't the worst season of Slasher, but yeah. I think see, let me let me parse it out. I think the first season, in hindsight now, the first season is okay. It's not great. It's it's not great right it's terrible but it, there was enough things in there to make me think right at least it's like we said before at least it's paying homage to a couple of ideas we've seen before the deadly sins um you know the killer has a, a degree of righteousness about him the reveal was kind of obvious but i kind of liked i kind of i didn't like the show but overall i liked where it ended up the stab was terrible at the very end the kind of post credit thing was terrible the second season its biggest issue, its biggest issue is it genuinely thought it was much more clever than it actually was. Right to yeah, the yeah. end, it still thought it was much more clever. The rent stuff was supremely stupid. I, I, I was unbelievably stupid. In fact, the lengths he went through to make it look like Ren was a real character, even into the last episode, was mind-blowing. Like, remember I'm just like being like angry? 
like and like in the interview room when he was being out, like, oh, I can't believe you guys are going to do this. No one's speaking to him. And then he walks out the room, and then his mum comes in and says, "So yeah, unbelievably stupid, right?" But there was at least like there was Don in that series. Now, like Don as a character, yeah. There is no one, no one. I like in season three. Not even Sadia. In fact, I even I like yeah. her even less now that she thought she caused all this by posting something on the internet. There's no likable cat. All the deaths were dumb, and I think the the politics, the actual social politics, and the commentary there within in this season is hugely problematic. When it wasn't in the previous season, I think it's like really, like I think, and I've read somewhere online where that oh slasher gets woke of all the you know all the inclusion in this series but it's not one real representation of any one person and i think that's the argument that is not woke you know what i mean oh they've yeah. got gay characters in it that are foreign so it's totally woke yeah but they're not real people you know what i mean they're not portrayed or realized in any real way shape or form so it's if anything it's like not woke it's, you know it's, it's all that stuff the ending to this one, which I know everyone had been hitting us up with, oh, wait till you get to the worst ending ever, is actually not the worst ending. The worst ending is season two. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Ben but... shows up at the very end with his mum like, standing at the door and a mannequin shop going, ah, you've come back to me after all, son, that I just you know got rid of. It's just fucking stupid. But overall, this season is absolute fucking trash. Um <laughs> It's a hot garbage fire of a TV show from front to end. Um, it's just it's it, its ending wasn't as bad as the previous season. So, yeah, I I would we'll agree with you. all that. I think I think Angel comes the closest to being a real character. Yeah. Um, but it, it's all just yeah, really, closest really to come bad. to be about a real character who you know gave his his ex partner the wrong drugs to see what would happen and you know sent his like his his new partner's fucking wife like videos of them fucking just through spite he's a horrible person but his monologue about i always try and like look out for the best in people and you know all, all that stuff is the closest this show has to a message of kind of inclusion, but it's handled in the most cl- it's handled in a slasher way, which means it's handled in the most clumsy, blunt way possible, without necessarily understanding what the message means. Uh, Alan uh, has maybe the best idea, which is that uh, it should have turned out that Shadia's parents were the killers. Uh, well, that's what the, like, it would have made in any other slasher context from the eighties. If a character leaves at the start of the movie, they're the killer. So yeah, yes. I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I think that uh, this is probably the worst season. Uh, what was it? Was it episode two or three? The one where we were just like, this is just vile. The, like, I, was, it, I think, yeah. Like, by the time we got to the death of a gamer chick. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, that to me is one of the worst episodes ever because they, they just destroy a character who... It gives us backstory to make her the most innocent character in the whole thing. The, yeah, that whole bit about her being in a car accident and everything. Yeah, that was... It was exploitative in a way that was shitty even for slasher standards. Yeah, I 100%. think that episode alone makes it the it's worst the, season. Yeah, it's the worst... That one like, is the worst episode of slasher ever. Um, um, yeah, so, so we, yeah. we've got one more to go. <laughs> 
but at least we've got David Cronenberg. Yeah, on paper, it has everything like his premise is stuff that I love, which yeah. is like the it's the I'm gonna all my family have to stay one night in the building to inherit my fortune. I love goofy shit like that. Yeah, and it's got David Cronenberg in it, so which we, I love. We shall see. But, we will, we will be back in the new year for that. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, Duncan. Yes, where no. can people uh, find more out of you this holiday season? Because a lot of people have this whole week off coming up, so <laughs> they can just dive deep into the big old pool that is Duncan. Um, so <laughs> that pom pom is quite something. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you can check out my stuff on tputzcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just type in podcast under the stairs. Uh, tons of stuff. I've been put, like I think I've been doing consecutive days of releasing now for about two weeks. Um, so loads of stuff are there. If you listen to one thing this December, though, to get you through all your prep of you know wrapping presents and making dinner, and you need something to get you right through it. Myself, Bo Ransdell, and Doug Tilly did a seven-hour odyssey through the back catalogue of one Mister William Friedkin that I would highly recommend. It was a, it was an incredible podcast. Seven hours, but I'll tell you, didn't feel seven hours recording it. The edit and the re-listen because I have re-listened to it. Um, goes by super fast so yeah check that out uh, teapots collective for all the other stuff but teapotscast.com is where you can find everything i do excellent and uh for my end oh things uh you can check out legionpodcasts.com where you can find everything i do as as well as that of uh many other podcasters um and the the main show that i do these days aside from this and pick six movies is a show called The Dark Parade, which mm-hmm. drops about three episodes a week. Um, there is a main episode on Wednesdays and then bonus stuff on Mondays and uh, on Fridays. So enjoy. Uh, there's uh, we're, we're wrapping up. Uh, as you listen to this, the next episode will be the final uh, Black Christmas remake with one Mark Ball. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we have, I watched all the Black Christmas movies this holiday season, which was fun. And I hey, two of the three were really good. I enjoyed two of the three <laughs> of those a lot. Um, and the third mm. one at least led to, I think, an interesting conversation about it. So mm. Mm. <laughs> you've mm. been very kind. Yes. <laughs> um, at any rate, uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us this early morning for uh, for the chat. Uh, I hope everyone has the happiest of holidays. Uh, it has been a pleasure once again to spend a year with my friend Duncan, uh, as well as all of our listeners and viewers. Uh, you guys are the best. And uh, the only thing left uh, to say is say Merry Christmas, Duncan. Say Merry Christmas, Duncan. Yay! Now you'll be visited by three ghosts. Oh, no! Ah. I, have the pom- I do have the pom-pom for it, so we're fine. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.